Hello, 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 my friends. Welcome to another episode of Self to Society. We're on episode three of series one of season two. Hey! <laughs> Uh, this episode is another one in the Anxiety and Experience series. It will probably be the last of this particular series because I got to move on. There's other shit that I want to talk about. So today's episode is specifically uh, going to be about our passions and the things that drive us, the things that motivate us, the things that uh, we dream about at night, the things when we were kids that we 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 uh, we did or acted out in or experienced with no inhibition right like for some of us that's art for some of us it is numbers and details for some of us it's adventure and adrenaline uh for some of us it's reading right so the 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 variance of things that we find passion in is so big the variance is so big from one person to another. You and I could be very similar people, but your passion is to read and my passion is to go jump off mountains. Those passions are very different, right? And so one one of the reasons why this is, uh, is, is sort of bubbling inside of me and uh, it's one of the things, one of the reasons why I want this episode to be what it is, is uh, I didn't... I wasn't encouraged much in my passions as a small human. My dad was a blue-collar guy, uh, which basically means he worked with his hands. He was very, very smart, uh, very mathematically smart, um, not creative, really, not like didn't care about general creativity, arts and crafts and drawing and painting and things like that. And so I was really encouraged as a young person to ignore some of those creative traits and lean into some of the more tactile or analytical or mathematical traits that my dad had that I didn't really have. I'm a fucking terrible mechanic. I'm not very good at math. The the I, the the functionality of my brain does not I don't do well with the rules and the regulations, even something like baking. I'm fucking terrible at baking because I have to follow the system. And if I don't follow the system, then it, you fuck it up, which is much different than cooking. So cooking, you can just sort of play uh, much more freely than when you bake. Anyway, I digress. These are the things that go on in my, my mind. And as a kid, I didn't, I wasn't really encouraged or pushed to lean into some of these different areas of creativity. Instead, my dad wanted me to just work hard and, you know, learn to turn the wrench and just go to work and do the thing and do the thing. I don't know if y'all picked this up about me, but I'm not that guy, right? So in not being that guy, uh, I'm, I'm a dreamer. I'm an innovator. I see things in technicolor and with a kaleidoscope type vision. I, I, my, my brain is fucking bananas. Uh, if you do chakra shit, like if that's something that you care about, my, this one is fucking like inflamed all the time. Uh, at least that's what I've been told by Reiki professionals. Um, so my, my skill set is in being a human, the things that I'm naturally passionate about all come from here. They're dreamy and they're, they're, uh, inventive and they're, um, 
outside of the ordinary, right? And so when you have the experience that I had to to have a, a dad saying, no, fuck that shit, just work hard with your hands, it was very demeaning for me. Fast forward to 32 years old, I I had finally started to decon, not finally, like it was a, uh, something I was going for, but I had started to deconstruct my faith. I'd spent many years in different forms of leadership in the Christian church, but I was deconstructing my faith, so pastoral uh, work was no longer an option. Additionally, I had bartended for a really long time, and I, you know, I'm looking at my life thinking, fuck, I don't want to bartend when I'm 70, so what can I do? to set myself up with a new path, something uh, better for me. So I went to an art school at 32 years old in Nashville, Tennessee, to put the brain that I have to work with some tangible skill. It's like, it's like being a kid who loves to fucking tinker and things and then learning how to mechanic. Very similar. So I did that, and now I get to live fully, wholly, substantially into the things that I'm passionate about, which are colors and shapes and white space and kerning (laughs) and words that you may not even know. And I get to live fully into it now because I was willing to overcome the anxieties from my experience of having a passion that I wasn't confident enough to pursue. So how does this play out for most of us? One of the truths about our life on planet Earth in the 21st century is that we have an ultimate experience of comparison. There's not anywhere that we go, not anything that we do, not any platform that we can be a part of or involved in where we're not at least subjugated to comparing ourselves with everything else around us. That comparison is... One of the things that I think about the most in terms of people who are unwilling or unmotivated to really step out of a pattern where they feel dead or lifeless or bored or blah and step into a pattern of feeling alive and whole and really really experiencing life through their own lens. If you're tall, you wish you were shorter. If you're short, you wish you were taller. If you're really skinny, you wish you were more bulky. And if you're a little bit thicker, you wish you were skinnier. If you have blonde hair, you wish it was brown. And if you have red hair, you wish it was blonde. And if you have brown eyes, you wish they were green. And if you have green eyes, you wish they were blue. And this shit goes on and fucking on and fucking on. If there's one thing as humans that I wish we could wrap our goddamn heads around is just simply being okay with the traits that we have while looking at and uh, accepting or having appreciation for, that's the right word, having an appreciation for the beauty and the traits that other people have, but having the ultimate amount of appreciation for the things that we are naturally born with. I wish... I wish that the mechanism in the brain could do that. And so because of because of our inability to be, uh, not inability, but because it's such a challenge to be wholly content in and of ourselves, we find ourselves uh, doing the same type of comparison or the same type of, ah, oh, but what if, or I wish I was, 
in terms of our passions. If you are analytical and number-driven and fucking spreadsheets turn you on, there's some port, 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 <laughs> there's some port, there's some part or point in your life with, <laughs> that's funny, there's some point in your life with uh, this feeling where you wish you were an artist. Because maybe you think being an artist or being creative is more sexy than dealing with numbers. Or maybe because you saw somebody, you have a friend who's an artist and you really admire them or you want to wish that you had that kind of skill set. If you are an artist or creative, I guarantee you that at some point in your life, you have wished there was a more tactile, structure-oriented system in your brain because the amount of chaos that can happen up here if you're ultra creative is crazy. And so to wish that you were more analytical or more uh, ha uh, able to be routined or structured or that sort of thing is really real. What other passions do we have? If you um, love to read, right? Reading is a passion for you, f fucking diving in and getting lost in the character development, in the system of the story, in the plot, in the fucking chaos and the love and whatever it is about reading that really gets you. Maybe you wished you were a musician instead, right? Maybe you wished you spent your time playing the guitar instead of flipping through pages. But why? Why do we do that to ourselves uh, outside of just the an innate desire to compare ourselves most of us have some experience with being told that what we give a shit about is not good enough what we are passionate about has no validity what we are most naturally inclined for is not the most important thing most of us have some form or fashion of that experience for me it was my dad for you, it could be a brother or sister. I know that I've certainly had partners in my life who couldn't quite understand why I couldn't just buckle down and work a job from nine to five and do the thing. I don't fucking know why either. But I assure you that if, if it was as simple for me as just waking up and going to work and doing my job and coming home and cooking dinner and going through that routine of life, that's fucking way easier of a life than the one that I've chosen. The life that I've chosen of constant creativity and constant change and constant innovation and, and, and movement and growth and freedom and blah, 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 is much more stressful than the, than the uh, concrete understanding that I'm going to a job, I'm doing a, a job, and I'm getting a paycheck for that job. My life is far more chaotic than that. So I, at times in my life, have wished that I had the mechanism in me that was able to just show up and do the thing and shut my goddamn mouth. I don't have that, I don't have that mechanism. So I've had partners who have, uh, and shame is probably not the right word, but in some ways shamed my, quote, inability to be normal or to just work a normal, you know, in the normal system. Um, maybe it is for you friend groups, right? Uh, I used to speak in schools many, feels like a lifetime ago. And I would say things like my deepest, I was speaking in, uh, what they 
called at the time low-income high-risk schools. So it was uh, schools in poorer neighborhoods that had kids who were really poorly behaved and were at a school as a last chance. So I'm speaking to these kids and trying to get them to understand that what they naturally give a shit about is worthwhile. So if you grew up in a house uh, where gangs and drugs and violence and that sort of thing is a part of your family DNA, but you really love dancing, you should probably tell the mechanism of your family to fuck off and go dance, right? And so maybe, maybe it's just your family or your culture that makes you feel... Uh, insufficient in the things that you're naturally passionate about. I know for me, I certainly experienced that. I fucking loved dancing and performing and being in front of people. And I was always too much of a pussy to be in theater because I knew that I knew that if I was, I would get my fucking ass handed to me in being teased and picked on. Oh man. But it's one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't follow through with my love for performance. Um, I I get to fun I get to work that out now, like speaking and doing some things. So it's no it's no longer a regret. But I really really wish that as a young boy and uh, and uh, a teenage young man that I would have been more uh, brave. And said, hey, uh, this is something I want to do and uh, I don't give a shit what you think. The problem about that last statement is that most of us give a shit what people think. And we should, right? So we should give a shit what people think. Even if it's uh, a passion point for us and people are being rude or demeaning. Here's why I think we should give a shit what people think. There's a lot of like, fuck what people think, just do what you do. And burp derp 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 Uh, I really don't, it's not that I think we should not give a shit what people think, because I really do truly believe that the the insight or influence or uh, the words of other humans, even if they're potentially damaging, helps us to navigate, to evolve, to change, to grow, to become bigger, better, more talented, more resilient versions of ourself, right? Uh, I was watching The Voice on Rerun last night, and uh, Nick Jonas was talking to a guy who was singing in his falsetto for a lot of the song. And Nick Jonas, if you are cool at all and listen to the Jonas Brothers like I do, uh, has a fucking amazing voice but sings in his falsetto a lot. And one thing that he said last night is that he had an A&R rep tell him that his falsetto was shit. And so even though it wasn't necessarily, and he could have said, I don't give a fuck what this guy says. I know that I'm a good singer because I've been on Broadway and I'm a Jonas brother or whatever. He took that and went and got more training to be better at it. So that's why I do think we should give a shit what people think. What I, My caveat to that is I don't think that we should let what people think deter us from what we naturally or instinctively or passionately want to do. If there's something inside of us that we want to go fucking get, we should go get that motherfucker. And what people think or say, while it can help refine us, should not stop us. If anything, it should push us to get better, to work harder, to be 
even more diligent in the knowing or growing or understanding of the things that we're passionate about. So as we take all of this experience from being a kid who gets picked on or teased by your parents or by friends, or you see things that are are uh, like different than what you are, so athletes are another big one. Um, There are fucking millions of people in this world that idolize athletes just because they perform at such a high level, and most people don't do that. So uh, we take something like athletics and we push kids into athletics and make them feel like they have to be good at it or there's no value or worth, right? So we take these experiences and whether your passions are reading or cooking or drawing or running or uh, fucking uh, crunching numbers and doing math or putting things back together uh, in a orderly, uh, structured sort of manner, whatever it is that you're passionate about, fucking interior designing, landscape, building things, whatever that is, we, all of us, I think, or at least a fucking large majority of us have, have these anxieties attached to those passion points that make it really hard for us to push through and be really honest and confident in the fact that they are actually passion points. Instead, we spend fucking endless amounts of time scrolling through Instagram, wishing that we were taller, shorter, in better shape, more athletic, more diligent, whatever the fuck we wish we were. And that ang- those experiences lead to anxieties that lead to comparison that will fucking, will end up wasting our entire goddamn life. Friends, we will end up wasting our entire fucking life if we let this mechanism control us. Now, I've said this before, I'm not a proponent of like, Everybody should quit their job and everybody's an entrepreneur and take control of your life and fucking... I think it's such bullshit. Being an entrepreneur is a goddamn pain in the ass and I wouldn't wouldn't fucking recommend it to anybody unless it is naturally a part of who you are. For most people, we, we, we function in our lives in a way that doesn't serve the fact that we only get to do this life one time. So, when I say things like pursuing your passion, what I'm not saying is quit your job and make fucking jewelry making uh, your full-time job. I'm not saying that because most of us shouldn't do that. Most humans should not let go of the comfort and consistency we have in showing up to life and doing our job and going to work. I think most people fit in that space. But in that, we end up dying to our passions. We allow our passions to die and then we get to the place where we're 60, 70, 80 years old and we look back and think, fuck, all I did was work and come home. That's where the problem is. The problem is not in having a job and going to work and being a part of the system. The system can be really helpful. I'm not a part of the system and I'm a fucking maniac. Uh, But what I have learned how to do, and it's something that I will have no regrets on by the time that I get to being an old man, is I have allowed myself the freedom to fully and un-fucking-apologetically live out the way that I want to live out this life. It doesn't mean that I don't struggle with anxieties and comparison. It doesn't mean that 
every single day of my life. I'm not scrolling Instagram going, oh man, but what if I look like that? Oh, but what if I had this skill set? Oh, but what if I was a better executor and not as much of a dreamer, right? Like every fucking day I do that. But in even in those moments, I'm st- most of the time I'm able to grab myself by the face and shake myself and say, you are here to be you and that's fucking it. It's it. It's your only responsibility. Not parenting, not being a partner, not fucking making a million dollars. None of those things are what you're here to do. You may have to do some of those things, but your only and primary objective on this goddamn planet is to just be all of you. And if you if you uh, suppress the passions that you have, you are not being all of you. Which means not only are you cheating you out of the only fucking life you have to live, <laughs> but you're cheating all of the other people who get to experience you. We have the opportunity as humans, no matter what we do for work, no matter what community we live in, we have the ability to touch humans with our influence and leave them differently than, than they were before we showed up. A lot of people do that in a negative way. It's not just positive that we get to do that. We can fucking ruin people for some amount of time because we're selfish, egotistical shitbags. We also have the ability to, to, to lift people up and to propel them into a more confident, better, healthier direction in life because we came in and were kind or selfless or influential or something. We all have the ability to leave our fingerprint on the world around us. Every single fucking day, you have the opportunity to take the truest part of yourself and impact the planet in the way that you know how. So let's say, uh, I'm going to scale this back for just a second. Let's say you work at a job where there's 50 people in your office and you're listening to this and you think, I just work a job and there's 50 people. I'm not leaving an impact on anything. I want you to think about this for a second. Those 50 people that you get to be around every day have families. They have friends. They have people that are attached to them. And those people are attached to them. And those people are attached to them. And there is an endless, endless, a fucking endless strain of humans attached to every single person. So if you take full control and responsibility of leaving your fingerprint and influence in a positive way on just the 50 people in your office, you have made a ripple effect in in the world that is endless. The world will never ever be the same because you showed up and put your fucking fingerprint on it. The There's a couple ways that I think we do that. And one of them is through living out being really honest with and uh, willing to live out part of our passion or all of our passion or some of our passion, but fucking any amount of it is better than none. Any amount of it is better than none. So if in a general scenario you're 30 currently and you're going to live till 60, you probably... You're not really a human till like 20 to 25. So let's say you ha- you're 30... Let's say 10 years you've been really a human. <laughs> That's it. From 20 to 30, and it feel, probably feels like a long time. But you've only been a human really for that long, where you're like not under your parents' rule and reign, you're no longer in college, you, you know, da-da-da-da-da. 
from 30 to 60 is 30 fucking years. It's like three times the amount of experience you have as an adult. And what you can do with that time is fucking insanely powerful. And it doesn't have to be you being a fucking influencer or being a public speaker or being an author or any fucking of the things that we're told and marketed to every single goddamn day that we have to be in order to be really influential and really helpful to the world. It just simply can be smiling at the clerk at the gas station and not being an asshole and just not being an asshole. Because the, the more in love we are with ourselves, here's how I got to that train of thought. The more in love we are with ourselves, the more peace we find in our eyeballs, the more comfort that we have in our own skin, the more willingness to say, this may not be for you, but it sure as shit is for me. That self-love and appreciation and willingness to embrace the idea that I am worthy of loving myself because I only do this fucking life one time, that takes the the inclusion of our passions and when we have that we treat people better we treat people with a a a love and a respect that we couldn't have ever dreamed should we continue to live under the idea that we're not good enough and we're not tall enough and we're not pretty enough and we're not handsome enough and we're not in shape enough and we're not influencing enough and we're not an author we're not a public speaker we're not these big things um because they, it's all, we're going to get to the end of our life, friends. And most of the shit that we really gave a shit about is going to feel totally goddamn worthless. It's going to feel totally fucking worthless. The things that matter is we grow up from being a child and we have these different experiences and anxiety points, whether it be your childhood as a whole, relationships, or this conversation about passions, the more aligned that we can get with who we are as humans, as individual humans, not as a collective human, but me as a human, the more aligned that I can get with me and I can begin to heal some of those things and I can have some overcoming of some of those anxieties, I have the opportunity to really fucking live for the next 30 or 40 or 50 years. And I hope to do that with peace in my heart. I'm not going to stop fucking up like I know that. I'm not... Uh, this this um, esoteric-like life that I'm saying is not a life of me not fucking up and me not hurting people and me not, you know, finding myself uh, heartbroken or experiencing more trauma or more tragedy than I've already experienced. It just simply is saying, the more that I know me, the more in love with me that I am, the more appreciative I am of the color of my hair and the color of my eyes and my height and my skill set, my passions and my fucking weirdness, the better I am for the world around me. The better I am for my children, the better I am for the stranger at the grocery store, the better I am for my friends, the better I am for a future partner someday, the better I am for my grandchildren. And the stronger mark that I'll leave, hopefully, on this world of hope and of when I die, I don't give a fuck if I'm remembered. What I really care about is just the influence that I have. And I, I know that some of that is negative. Uh, and I just I hope that we can wrap our heads around grasping this one experience and fucking living it out to the to the the furthest extent 
of passion and romance and excitement and thrill and overcoming and resilience that we can. So whatever it is that you love to do, don't feel pressured to do anything different. The world doesn't need you. If you don't love to speak in front of people, the world doesn't need you to do that. If you don't like to write, the world doesn't want you to write. If you could give a fuck less about painting, please don't touch a goddamn paintbrush. If you want, or if you are, whatever it is that you're inclined to, please, please pursue that. Disregard the messages that you hear day in and day out that your life is not good enough because you wake up and you go to your job, or because you don't do things that are quote-unquote sexy, or because there's something more exciting out there, wherever the fuck out there is. All of eternity lies in this one soul of yours. All of eternity lies right here. Grab that motherfucker by the balls and let's have some goddamn fun. Fuck. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode and finishing out this series on experience and anxiety or anxiety and experience, doesn't matter what direction you put them. Um, I'm very, very fortunate uh, that people show up uh, and that we're having these dialogues, that we're engaged in conversations that are making us better, stronger, more capable, more loving, more self-loving humans. So again, thank you so much. If you, If there's anybody that you think would love this episode or would like to hear this, please share it. Otherwise, if you're on the podcast, I'm going to let you go and we'll do this again real soon. See ya.